All right, let's get it. Let's get it. It's a new podcast, a new week. You already know. Yeah. <laughs> this man's high energy. You already know who the fuck we are. My name is Chuka. And I'm Ezigo. And let's go ahead and get into this. Um, for the wrap up of last week, I'll let you start. How's your week, boy? Uh, my week's been going pretty good, man. Honestly, I've just been, since we ever got back from New York, I've just been trying to take care of business. And it's been like a lot of hard work because uh, I've been working a lot and finishing up school and everything. And now, I mean, I'm chilling on spring breaks. I don't know about you, but I'm feeling relaxed. And um, this week's been a pretty hard week for me, just to be completely honest. Um, a little bit of issues, you know, on a couple ends of my life, you know, just working a lot, but we're figuring out. But the toughest moment of this week, surprisingly, didn't even come from my own personal issues and the things that have happened to me this past week. Um, I'm just going to go out right and say one of our black superheroes died last night. Nipsey Hussle, RIP. RIP for real. And we give all of our prayers and condolences to the family. That one really, really fucked me up. Like, I was trying my best to hold back the tears but they did have to flow a little bit, which I mean, I'm not embarrassed about crying. I just, I get embarrassed sometimes with myself about not being stronger in certain situations, I guess. But I'm just going to go ahead and give a prelude to all of this, to all of the viewers listening, that this whole podcast is dedicated to Nipsey and the whole back end of the podcast is going to be us talking about Nipsey Hustle. So we're going to get out all of the news and information beforehand but i just wanted to let y'all know about how great of a person this person was and we're going to get into that later just in case anybody wanted to skip that stuff for some reason through all of the stuff you've been seeing about nipsey hustle i thought it would be fair to go ahead and allude to that but let's just get right into the normal stuff of the week r.i.p sure. nipsey once again but um this week um go ahead and give them your heat check so my heat check for this week is the return of one of my favorite artists after a bunch of controversy with his label. And I know we plan on talking about that in a little bit, so I'll hold off on that. But Lil Uzi went ahead and just gave us a, v- <laughs> a new song called Free Uzi. And I don't know about y'all. I already knew I picked up on a, like a sound change in it, and I'm here for it. So it's just making me even more excited for the album. I'm kind of tired of waiting so long, but I know the album soon comes, so I'm just ready for it. Go listen to Free Uzi if you can on YouTube now because controversy and me i'm gonna i'm gonna try to get a little bit up more upbeat right now i may get a little bit emotional when we talk about nip later but i know we got a podcast to do he'd be one of the number one people telling you to get to your grind and you know keep working keep your head down so my heat check for the week is going to be actually an older song it was from the 2013 crenshaw tape that dropped from Nipsey that kind of broke him into the super mainstream, at least in my eyes, that's what went crazy because Hove ended up buying a hundred copies or something of that nature. But um the song is called Face the World. He's actually got a line on that song that I'd like to read out to y'all. It's a quote, something that means a lot. He said, near the end, regardless what you into, regardless what you've been through, I feel like I got to tell you, you got something to contribute. And that's just more of a shout out to the type of person he was. But that's definitely my heat check for the week. Y'all should definitely go listen to the Crenshaw tape if you haven't. Face the World is my favorite Nipsey Hussle song of all time. So I thought I'd share that one as my heat check for this week. But whew, all right, let's just get a little bit more upbeat. Let's get ready. Um, let's hop into our first topic of today. Goes directly into as it goes heat check. Actually, we're talking yeah. about the news with Lil Uzi Vert. You know, people have been waiting to see what his next move was. He yeah. was saying he retired. We knew that was bullshit. And you know, usually hearing we retire, I retired, it means I have some label issues and I'm pissed right now. But yeah. apparently, the news is well was from last time I read. I apologize if it's been updated and it's it was incorrect, was that this next album is going to be his last under his current label situation with DJ Drama and them. And then um, Rock Nation has picked up his management and he's going to be releasing music under them afterwards from my understanding. Yeah, so they're trying to go ahead and let him start dropping music and just getting, getting it out there so they can go ahead and transition with their deal and everything. And to be honest, first off, when we heard like the whole retirement uh, news... I, you saw how big of a fan I was and everything, or I am, I really didn't hit social media like the rest, like, oh, like, Uzi's done, wow, this is crazy, you know, like, it's been good music and stuff, like, nah, I knew he was gonna come back, because, like you said, usually that's all, like, label stuff, and 
eventually when the artist has the opportunity to make music again, especially if they want to, they're going to drop music, you know? And so it's cool seeing, I guess, Rock Nation come in and kind of give him the opportunity to start putting his stuff out again the way he wants. I know no one's going to really understand what was going on in the background with that whole situation, but it's cool because Uzi's a, is super young, super influential with the youngins and like um, making crazy music. It would have been a shame if he was already done making music, genuinely. And I mean, Uzi, in, I'm a little bit older and I still, I don't really identify with a lot of Uzi's music, but I love the music, if that makes sense. Like, I don't hear a lot of his music and think like, damn, mm -hmm. that's me. But I understand the pull and the demographic he's going for, you know, with the younger people, probably like 21, 22 and younger, it seems like is what he's shooting for. Mm -hmm. But the music still rides. I mean, he makes good music and he's the only one I think on this planet that had anyone in 2018 listen to a six minute song. Like that's a, <laughs> like no one, those are like old posse cuts. Like no one has a six minute song nowadays that and people I, are just really banging it all the way through like and, content too. And I had it on repeat. Like he makes fire music. So I'm happy to see, you know, Lil Uzi coming back. Um, I definitely remember, certain points i forgot exactly which tape i know i should have probably been a little bit more prepared but certain points in his career where you you see artists and you see that moment where you're like fuck damn nigga like this this man makes fire music <laughs> and one was there was a like french sounding sample it was like are you talking on p's and q's yeah probably. p's and q's yeah when p's and q's started i was just confused the world. and i was like what the fuck is this? Like, I, I'm not going to lie. I, I was kind of being a little bit of a hater at the time just because everybody was liking it. And I was in my little, um, oh, everybody likes this. So I got to be weary of it back. I was definitely on some hating shit. But as soon as I listened to But the funny thing is, I hated and then I noticed myself because I was delivery driving at that time. So I noticed myself while driving. I never changed the song. Uh, like I never changed the tape. It was like a four or five hour shift. And I just listened to that tape over and over again. So I just had to accept the fact that I was peeping something special. If that's not the perfect description of like a hit. And keep in mind, this was at a point where I know both of us have progressed to where it's just like, really, we're going to give things like honest uh, tries. And oh, I just give everything, everything honest chance now. Mm -hmm. Old Town Road got played instantly. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like everything gets a shot now. But no, it's just crazy because literally people who are hating, when you hear undeniably good music the funny thing is they're still banging out to it so they're still giving it the plays but they're still going to complain about it so it's whatever but i know you already know me and Lil uzi bro i really had a period where i was listening to this man's music feeling like i was a rock star you know what i mean yeah. like back with the love is rage like through three songs spread like right now top like all that shit stupid bro so it's just great to see again him putting out music and i'm excited to see the direction it takes i know i don't I wanted to mention uh, something, though, about, like, Free Uzi and everything, how the song got taken down from iTunes, and so I'm not sure what's exactly going on, but I did some research into it, and apparently there's controversy because he never got the beat, like, licensed, but the producer of it said that he could go ahead and do whatever he wants on it 100% and, like, put that out on Instagram, but I don't know if that's not the appropriate channels to get all that taken care of, so I don't know, because I also saw him hop on another song recently that was a remix of a who am i always talking about as super underappreciated i wish i could tell you right now to be honest damn i'm not gonna remember this right now but he just hopped on another uh first song and uh beat at least so i know there's like weird kind of leaks or drops there so i don't know if these are going to be on the album but if they're definitely good enough to be throwaways i'm only more excited for the album but. for sure but um since it's going to be a lot of the times when you hear last last album on a deal some of the, some artists try to rush it out just so they can get out of a bad situation. Do you think that this is going to be kind of an album of throwaways? Or do you think Uzi's still going to deliver with the heat regardless? So before all the controversy, he was like working on this like a genuine project and everything, you know? This album's been done. <laughs> it's not even like rushing it at this point. Like, no, for sure. This but thing's I'm, I'm saying like, do you think he's going to keep things that are heat in the vault? Because he knows he's getting out of a situation. Oh, and, and drop then, them on like... And then just throw a bunch of throwaways to get out of this situation. Or mm. I don't think drama's gonna let that happen. But I'm just wondering, like, how what you feel about it. Like, do you see do you see this being boot, basically? Uh, impossible. 
and I, like you said though i really don't think like because his label's been working closely with like the music obviously and so they're gonna see what songs were on it and if they say see too much fishy shit happening again like too much like of the music switching up and he's just holding on to it for a later release um then they're probably just gonna stall the album again or on top of that they might just have the rights to certain things so it might not even be able to get that music out even if they do transition to the, like rock nation and it's probably not even in his hands to be honest yeah and then what do you think this means moving forward for uzi like in his if he gets a little bit more creative freedom because it seems like hove has been coming and bail hove as another person that has the the mentality that's like a one in a billion mentality mm-hmm. you know where it seems to uplifting and helping his people you know s- some like the nipsey hustle like i was talking about before but yeah. Hove, now that Uzi's in that situation or alluding to or may be in, we don't know the final details. We don't know what this all entails. Yeah. What do you think this means moving forward for Uzi? Uh, I personally think, and this could be a super hot take right now, but especially how we saw how younger people vibed with like the money longer up until like exo tour life you know what i'm saying and i peep these same trends in a different artist we saw what how they were able to blow like mainstream wise when they were presented the opportunity to and that's travis scott so i'm saying after he gets into like i guess after he transitions to being under rock nation He's going to have an ex- a phenomenal year, and he's going to definitely blow up way b- bigger than we've seen. So you think he's on the pro- trajectory to have, like, a Travis Scott year? Because that's a big take. Oh, yeah, that's for sure. That's a big take, because Travis went crazy. The thing, it's like... Like, Travis went astronomical. I'm peeping the same tendencies, and I know we're obviously, um, you know, ignoring one big fact, you know, Kylie Jenner or whatever, you know. Uzi doesn't have his Kylie Jenner. Uzi has Britney, bitch, you know what I'm saying? I don't care. Anyways. <laughs> no, <laughs> but... but that's aside for real. But then... Another question I have for you. Notice how we're doing this kind of like interview-esque just because Ezigo is going to be our Uzi insider because he's the biggest Uzi stan I fucking know. (laughs) Like, (laughs) like, um, one question that's been coming up in the industry right now is, is Uzi kind of, I mean, obviously, you know, you're tired of a label situation and yada, yada, yada. I quit music. Cool. Like, we see all that. We've seen this a hundred times. All right. But... A lot of people are also saying that maybe he's just scared and avoiding responsibility. And when I say scared, it's because of this. Uzi's huge Uzi's pull has been the most on SoundCloud ever mm-hmm. than any any other platform for sure. And SoundCloud is somewhere where you just release some music yeah. and then they decide the single for you because you see stuff going crazy. But a part of the heart one of the harder things that a lot of artists are not built for mentally is sitting there looking at your body of work and deciding what the single is going to be and what the machine is going to put that strength behind, right? And you've seen it fail a lot of times because it's a difficult process. You've seen a lot of artists put out albums and then they've been pushing one song as the single. You've been like, oh, this album's kind of kind of be mid. And then there's gems on the album that they didn't push, right? And so people are thinking that because EXO Tour Life was a leak, you know, it was like a SoundCloud leak, mm-hmm. whatever. But it went crazy, and then they decided that's the single. So he still didn't have the responsibility, though. Okay. So do you think that Uzi's avoiding the growing up kind of in the industry and having to take control of, of his, what he does with his music of, and what like of his music from gets pushed every aspect, not just the I'm an artist, yeah. let me get in the booth, but the I'm marketing. Yeah, like I'm actually an artist, artist, and I'm in this shit and have to make all of these mature big decisions. Do you think he's avoiding oh. that? I don't know because that's a tough decision to make with genuinely not knowing the individual. Of course. So that's not something I feel like I could really answer. Only time will be able to tell like when he does get more freedom with that. But at the end of the day, he's getting more freedom. And if he didn't start off that kind of person, he's under guidance now or has at least like opportunities to reach out to guidance from individuals like a Jay-Z, you know, and those are people that are going to help you if you don't already have it, get the insight that you need to make those wise business decisions and understand exactly how you're going to push your music a certain way. 
So if you were offered fifty thousand dollars or a dinner with Jay Z, <laughs> stop playing with me. Give me the fifty thousand, bro. Jay Z, I'll see you later. <laughs> no, fuck it. But no, nah, that's definitely a good point. Like seeing the Hove, um, the Hove management, you know, with like the Rock Nation and yeah. all that. Obviously, Jay Z's not going to be directly involved in all of this shit. Like he's a billionaire. Like he's running a ton of businesses and things of that nature. But he's still, I feel like he's still going to be that person yeah. that you could reach out to, bro. If like you're if, under his umbrella, you're for an help. artist sign to somebody at the end of the day like you have some type of connection to them. it's not going to be one of those it's a face we haven't seen in 10 years like that happens so, sometimes for people but some i'm saying like the big enough artist signed under i know it's jay-z whatever you don't think at some point in like a three-month span this man can hit a phone call one time and get on the phone with jay-z no he can't you know what i'm saying i i'm on that side to believe so as well but i also can argue the fact that without the randomness mm-hmm. of soundcloud like deciding singles for uzi and deciding what works for uzi and like this kind of stuff like yes he's a big artist but we could almost argue at this point like with the catalog he's already dropped in the lane that he commands, will he be, will it really be that big of a deal if Uzi's gone? And you know I love Uzi's music, and you, I know you love Uzi's music, but would it be that big of a deal on the whole scope of music? I don't know. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. You know he saying? still has to make more concrete of a name and more concrete of like a discography put out that's just like really classic. And I'm not gonna say classics because that word's getting corny. At this yeah, point. super corny, but consistent bangers to where people are like over i'm not gonna say a decade because not many people are really doing this shit for a decade shouts out drake but (laughs) (laughs) at least a big time period where he's had a long-standing effort so i don't know man i really do think he has potential to have a travis scott type of year and has potential to run himself like that type of a person but i'm not gonna lie with this whole controversy i'm not putting it 100 on uh a DJ drama and like Don Cannon, whatever. I'm saying like there might have been some fishy shit with Uzi too, to For be sure. honest. You never know. Yeah. And that's why we just do things like speculating because we have no clue what's actually going to happen. Because you've seen statements from both sides that have kind of made you think like, ooh, like is this really all you're saying? For like, sure. Everything true. But. but another thing though that is not speculation is Rihanna's albums coming this year. But anyways, I'm not going to get into that too much because niggas want to call me nuts for saying that. Bro, no, no one... we're having a whole podcast on this. Yeah, I was about to say no one in this planet, I know this is such a random tangent, but no one that is actually paying attention or even has a pinky in the music industry. You don't have to even be important. You don't have to be there, bro. Rihanna is putting out music this year. Anyways, let's move on to the next topic. Speaking of prominent female artists, we're getting into, oh, look at that. Ooh, transition god. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Yo, this man's got this down pat at this point. Podcast kings. Anyway, <laughs> um, some big controversy has come up this past week regarding cardi b and alleged drugging that happened it's not really even alleged because she, <laughs> she said the shit she she on instagram like as like a joke like a teehee but it wasn't a joke though then she come back and said she wasn't proud of it oh, yeah no, before but, we get like too far into yeah that. and cardi said she wasn't proud of it but the whole story is apparently um and i want to go ahead and make this very clear before we start very clear because this is a touchy subject on both ends one drugging any human being for any reason is fucked. It's fucked. 100%. It's fucked. And two, none of this will ever be bash. None of this is any ever going to be a bash on any sex workers in any form of industry of sex workers. We very much support sex workers because at the end of the day, there's a lot of industries that really sex workers are one of the major cogs that keep them running. You know, just imagine the hip hop world without strip clubs. Like a lot, of, and just being real, like a lot of our famous favorite artists broke in strip clubs. Yeah. Like Future broke in strip clubs. Future took over the world for years. You know what I'm saying? There are TI, like so many people. So we are always showing love to sex workers. K Camp, name from earlier. I just wanted to throw it out there. Probably broke in a strip club too. So it's relevant. You know what I'm saying? Like so much of this music gets broken in strip clubs nowadays. Strippers really be the number one ARs. Like when it comes to some of this, like get you turned up <laughs> music. Because if the strippers aren't dancing, if they're not shaking their ass to it, if they're not like really like getting into the music when they hear it, then it's probably not going to bang in a club. And a lot of these big hits people are putting out are they're trying to get you moving, trying to get mm-hmm. women once again. Which I know sex workers can be on both sides, men and women, but women control these industries too because a lot of music is made for women. The turn up shit is made for women. You know what I'm saying? The sexy shit is made for women. The only things that may not be made for women and is probably made for women is the conscious trap. You know what I'm saying? That's probably made for a woman, you know? Like, think about it. Inspired by women, for sure. Or inspired by women. Like, you really get into your conscious. And 
I mean, we had a little bit of technical difficulties right there. It was a little weird, but whatever. We back. But like I was saying, like the conscious bag is usually probably inspired by women. But y'all get the gist of what I was saying about women really controlling and running this shit. Sex workers really do run an industry. We're not going to talk too much on that. But getting back to the Cardi situation, the one reason that I didn't have too much to say on it personally myself is because, yes, it was fucked up, like I said before. Yes, um, it was a bad thing that she did in her past, but a lot of people were comparing it to situations that it wasn't comparable to because, yes, like um, Bill Cosby drugged people too, right? Uh And Cardi drugged people, but there's a big difference in the two situations. Big difference. (laughs) Cardi drugged people to get money from them at the end of the night after consensual sex that they probably paid for because... Um, a lot of strippers, and I won't say all because not all strippers do this, even though people believe all strippers do this, but a lot of strippers, when they're really trying to get on their money stuff, and once again, there's no judgment here, but they do sell the box, you know? Yeah. And so, like, this was probably a dude trying to, you know, pay the premium to have a fun night and then ended up not remembering what happened and getting his shit stolen from him. That's different. And once again, while that being extremely fucked up, that is much different that to me at least than drugging someone and raping them. You know, drugging someone sure. and having sex with someone that was not consensual and they didn't want to do this in the first place. Like, I just it's crazy to me the microscope that gets put on women in these industries sometimes, and it, through bad and good. Don't get me wrong, but you see how much bigger the microscope is when it comes to women through the bad. When most of the people that I talk about, you know, that in like the rappers I love and the rappers I look up to you know, really had fucked up past where they did shit that they had to do, you know, to survive, Mm -hmm. you know, and a lot of that shit was fucked up and they got to a different level. They changed their ways. They really advise against doing shit like that. Cardi has said multiple times, don't be like me, you know, like I just had to do what I needed to do to eat. She was dead. She was a gang member. You know, you have to think about this, like gangs, there's missions and there's things that you accomplish, you know, to get the bread, like whatever. And none of it. And once again, I'm not trying to like, I'm not condemning gangs once again, because, because I can, I can go on the longest spiel I've ever, I can go on a huge spiel. And there's a direct correlation to me, at least between gangs and fraternities and their positives, you know, that they provide and the negatives. And there's a huge correlation. And I'm not saying that one is better than the other. So we're not going to go into my deep dive about gangs here because I really do have real respect for a lot of gangs. Like real respect for these gang members and what they've done for their communities. But there are missions, right? And you think that they're going to have females doing the same missions that males do? Like being real, like people get robbed at gunpoint. You know, what I'm saying like shooting up stores. Yeah, I'm not even gonna lie. Think about it like that. You know what I'm saying? Shooting up stores, shooting up locations, and like you robbing. You think they're gonna have a woman running into the fucking Popeyes with the AK-47? Like, no. I'm sorry, but I mean, like, fucked up shit happens. And it's almost like you know, um, Lil Wayne's Carter Five. Yeah. Yo, listening to Mona Lisa, it almost started bringing back those exact song type of vibes because it's like. While you understand, like, you're not, again, condoning any of it, it's fucked up, but it's like, this This is real shit people do to survive, you know, setting up individuals so that homies could rob them or whatever, or she could rob them, whoever can rob them. And, like, again, when you draw that comparison to people like a Bill Cosby, you're already, Bill Cosby was good at the time he was doing these things to women, you know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. He was well off. He was well off. He was straight. He was good. This wasn't to survive. This was a malicious, fucked up act from a nigga like Bill Cosby. Like, Cardi B was somebody that was trying to make sure to provide for her family Mm -hmm. and, like, for her loved ones as well, you know, at this time. She was hustling her ass off. But at the same time, I do want to play devil's advocate because, again, it is fucked up. No matter what. To drug somebody and to be taken advantage of. And I know not not enough guys, like... When you do get taken advantage of, even speak about that shit because there's that stigma to where it, it, it emasculates you, you know, and it makes you less of a person. But I really feel like after all this was brought to attention, it was kind of dropped pretty fast. Because I'm not saying it's 100% drop. I still see the surviving Cardi B tweets and shit like that. But those are more so like jokes and people like not even being serious. Like, I feel like a lot of that was dropped way faster than, uh, let's say, if there's there's no good individual to compare it to but, so i won't even try but to but the, the thing about it to me is it should have been dropped fast to me personally mm-hmm. and that's because like dog you have 
and I'm not going to say names right now just because of like the era of what's gone on in the past few days and how media is about to portray a lot of, you know, just once again, y'all need to keep a good lookout for how media is about to some media because some media really sees the positive influence and in how these people have changed lives, you know, and they're portraying the right thing, you know, the positive. Mm -hmm. And some media is about to put a real big flashlight on hip hop the next few weeks and it's going to be a fucked flashlight. Ignore that shit. But. The reason I'm thinking that it shouldn't have even lasted in the first place, there are a lot of niggas that we can name that are legends, you know, have mm -hmm. streets names after them that have um, provided for hundreds and thousands of families like this, this, that, who have lives have super changed, who have admitted fuck shit they did in yeah. the past, admitted. And then we look at it back like, oh, he was just a G, you know what I'm saying? That was just some gangster <laughs> shit, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, he just caught a body, bro. He did this, he did that. And then how come when it's a woman... Mm -hmm it even needs to be made a situation of like trust me i know she knows that was fucked up because my thing is when people are so personally because i always want to present the idea from like a, a different perspective even if it's not my own because yeah. my perspective is you know what as long as people are on a positive path and they're doing right by uh, themselves their families and their community then you know we can forgive a lot of transgressions in the past but at the same time it's like we see the way people have been hopping on like these kind of cases nowadays and it just seemed like this one was dropped a little faster than they usually are not for better or not for worse like none of that really matters to me but i'm saying like more so on just public perception of it like what what's the difference i mean it depends obviously on your sample size too on who you see every day like who you talk to who you interact with yeah because to be honest until the nip shit happened that shit hasn't been dropped from ito okay and so I'm just saying it just depends on like the audience you're talking to, I guess. But once again, I mean, that's all I have on it. I don't know if you have any more on Cardi B's situation. Nah, man, I don't have. But so we're going to get into something else. Um, actually, we're going to transition right into another woman. So we're going to skip a couple things. We're going to get back. Actually, you know, let's get straight into some basketball stuff. Let's talk some sports for a second. We're about to <laughs> talk. <laughs> this, this <situation laughs> we talking sports or we talking a play right now? This situation was a little nuts to me. <laughs> it was a little nuts to me. The Jordan Bell porn situation. Like, apparently this nigga was a repeat offender. So he wasn't, it wasn't like one time where he was like, yo, let me get freaky deaky in the hotel room. Like, mind you, this is an NBA player. This is a multimillionaire, bro. You got all the money for the premium. No, give, give a context. You know, for the premium sites. You know what I'm saying? You got a phone, unlimited data. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Wi-Fi. And this man was apparently ordering porn at the hotel. And it was on the, like, like assistant coaches or whatever. It was one of the coaches fucking cards and that's fucking hilarious man like so this nigga's gonna see the statement like he's gonna see the blacked and destroyed like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> 1099 the browser's like whatever you it's like what huh saying? he's gonna say rack destroyer like <laughs> big demolish you know what i'm saying like mr chocolate pop like you know what i'm saying you're gonna see all the pause like fuck by the way but you're gonna see all those titles and shit in his history or like the orders from the hotel this nigga didn't make no fucking orders so it's like I just want to know why. First of all, Jordan Bell, you are a disgusting nigga. You are a nasty fucking nigga for the fact that you are even ordering hotel porn in 2019, bro. Like, <laughs> you have to have been so far removed from society to do some shit like this, bro. Like, you could have just been looking at the list, seen that name, and then Googled that shit and probably found it in 14 seconds. You know bro, how the thing is, is to the, find porn? The thing is, it's not like he's a veteran player. This is a young dude. We are technologically adept. You know what I'm saying? How do you not know how to do these things? He grew up in the internet age, and this nigga paying for hotel porn, bro. I cannot believe it. Lord knows, Lord knows. I'm heavy. I got my weight up. I am Ooh. disgusted, nigga. Like, Amen. I don't know what's going on right now. Like, that is weird, bro. Like, you really was sitting. And the craziest part about that is, you know, nigga, since he ordered the hotel porn, he's yeah. playing it on the TV. I'm playing it you on the big saying? screen, he's for sure. He's playing it on the big screen. You know, he's gotten into his bag. He's probably laying there loud. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Blasting. Bro, you got all your niggas around you in like different hotel rooms and you're blasting the hotel porn you're blasting the chocolate dropper so it makes you think though <laughs> wait hold on for a second nah we can't we can't just skate that one so easy <laughs> you're blasting the chocolate dropper like what the fuck is wrong with you nigga like he's vastly exotic and delicious like what the fuck are you looking up at 2 a.m after a game on the hotel tv it's like you said though like he's an nba player at the end of the day 
how hard is it to get laid? You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't step out and just go, like, but even if you don't want to get laid, you know, you want you want to please yourself. What kind of a road trip are you doing that that's where you're at? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's been so long. You're so far removed. Like, I got to take care of this this hotel right now. And the crazy... Coach's credit card right now. And the craziest thing, though, is this nigga being a multimillionaire, bro. We know how the rich get down. You really... If you were to... I mean, I understand being too tired or too stressed for sex. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I won't get into myself personally, but I have the fucking sex drive of, like, a pre teen adolescent male that whacks 47 times a day but i've just been so stressed and down that really i'll be real in my own personal life i haven't been getting straight to it like i should be and i get that you know he might have had like back-to-backs you know i want to check the warrior schedule to be honest but it's like it's like dog bro like you couldn't hit the fucking go to reddit nigga (laughs) go to google bro let me put you on game she's freaky.net bro like bro they got the good videos like you could do anything you could have knocked all this shit off but you decided yo i'm about to order the fucking <laughs> hotel nah bro jordan Bell, you are a disgusting nigga bro so <laughs> do you have anything else to say about this? by the way we only figured out because he got suspended for a game and the yeah. reason they suspended him for a game is because he was a repeat offender like it's like they saw it the first time they were like nah bro he's a young kid we're gonna let it slide i was about to say <laughs> like that's my, my only takeaway on this situation is it's not even a takeaway like, oh, this is funny or things like that. I just got a question. And this is for Jordan. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if you ever hear this or whatever. Just how many times did you do this, my guy? You know what I'm saying? How many times? Was it every road trip? He was like, yo, y'all know my hotel regiment. You are me? <laughs> like, what the fuck is wrong with He's this? He's throwing thing? viewing parties, but <laughs> pause. Anyways, um, the next big basketball news this week. I mean... March Madness itself has been kind of electric. It's been actually pretty Kind of. Every game has seemed like it's phenomenal. It's been pretty entertaining to watch. It's kind of reclaimed its throne for me as the most exciting basketball time of basketball in the year. Just because a lot of stuff has been lackluster over the years. But this March Madness was nuts. The the Goliath, the Titans, the one that people said are going to have three lottery picks got knocked out last night. And that was Duke lost to Michigan State. I peeped, not going to lie to you, um, like a week ago, that, and I kind of changed my favorites. I said Duke is obviously the favorite because it's Zion number one pick. Like, people are going to say that. And I, I believe that, too. Don't get me wrong. I mm-hmm. thought Zion was just going to have to enter some form of Super Saiyan to do it. But he, he's still young at the end of the day, so you have to realize, like, he doesn't have a veteran mindset on yeah. some of this shit. But the two teams I was calling that could do it if he didn't was Auburn or Michigan State. That could that could win it all, win, or knock win it all, okay. win, win it all, and knock them out. Just you know, what I'm saying, like, be the teams to beat them. And y'all know I don't like Auburn, so the fact that I even big up them, it's like these niggas are just hooping crazy right now. Like they're just hooping, hooping right now. And Michigan State, it's like, isn't Izzo the um coach or whatever for Michigan State? Like yeah. he's he's just been a coach that's been so notoriously finding a way to get it done like he will find, coach. he will find a way to push his way into the final four you know mm-hmm. he doesn't have to have all of the names that y'all hear every year what i think this loss did though and i'm not gonna lie to you this tournament to be honest with how they've been kind of looking funny in the light for the, all of the games in the tournament i think that this may have turned it into a situation where Certain Zion players. might be the only lottery pick after I was about to tournament. say, I feel like certain players' draft stocks might be going down. I don't know about, like, only player. Because at the end of the day, RJ, the, it's, it's sad how, like, the, the end went out. But those were tough shots to hit. Like, regardless of who you are, the 60-something percent free throw, I don't know about that. But That's R- something that was different. But it's just he's like, still a lottery pick in my even eyes. Even though, but RJ, I, I agree with you. I think he's still a lottery pick, too. But the way they were saying it was kind of like the Zion, the one, and RJ, the two. Like, John Morant, I'm taking over RJ all day of the year. You see, I'm not saying he's like oh second pick anymore but i know he's definitely just gonna go up there and it's i don't know about reddish though and i know and this is kind of not. this is kind of bad to say because again he wasn't in the virginia tech game and so he was coming off of like injury and things like that so that might have even thrown off the scheme a little bit trying to fit him in more than they should have but he's the only one that i was kind of disappointed by and i still am taking him like a decent as a deep first rounder you know no, he's a first rounder for sure but it's like rj i'm only disappointed in because of the fact that as soon as Zion got injured, like, you know, Blue's, like, out of the shoe or whatever back um, in the UNC game. Mm-hmm. It's, RJ's just been kind of looking funny to me. I'm sorry. I'm just being real. Like, RJ, he's... And I may give it to youth, though. 
I may give it to you. That's why I don't want to count him out. I still think he could be a lottery pick, and I still think if he's not a lottery, he's a top 10. Like, that's, come on, Mm -hmm. be real with yourself. He's a good player. He hoops. But it's like, it's, I'm trying to peep early mentality when Mm -hmm. it comes to these kids, and he has a win or die mentality. Don't get me wrong, but he doesn't really have a step up slash leader mentality. He he doesn't, I noticed he didn't necessarily have like that. He doesn't know when to step up. Like that clutch moment, like, okay, this is the player that you want to take over. And to be honest, after watching the game, I didn't even know if Zion was going to be that player or if it was just Michigan State's, uh, like, defensive scheme, like, around him. Because at the end of the day, he had, like, 20-some points. But that damn well could have been 40-plus if it wasn't for how Michigan was playing him. So they played him tough as hell. For sure. For sure. So it is tough to go on, like, if these players are going to be affected when they had a hell of a team to play against. I know, shouts out to Winston. Uh, I've you know people with a head, green headband too. I'm not gonna lie, people were equating him to like certain individuals because he wasn't the most athletic or fast, quick, whatever guy. But he had a strong feel for the game and just understood how to play good basketball. Ten assists, one turnover. Shouts out because he might have been Paul Pierce. That's all I'm saying. And Jesus you, Christ. <laughs> people might not agree that with that. Don't like curse that. him. Stop it. Don't right. curse that nigga like that. And it's funny though, just because um, one thing that someone said that was very interesting about March Madness to me yeah. though, which is a very true thing, the only risk you take with a team like a Duke, with a team like Kentucky, like teams that like you have to be real with yourself, over and over again have one and dones. So over and over again, you have one shot with these players, right? Most of these teams, like a Michigan State, which still has a bunch of fire players, don't get me wrong, they occasionally get a one and done. But it's like, these are teams, most of these teams, like a Virginia Tech, like an Auburn, these are teams that have polished players yeah. because the players have been there for a few years. So they they get, they do this. They understand know? like big time moments, how to how to win games, how to close games. Like playing like a unit. Like that Virginia Tech team plays like a fucking unit, you know? Like, so there's a difference between knowing, just having the talent to be able to take over and win all the time and then having the men mental capacity and the knowledge behind you you know to win and take over Mm -hmm. you know and that's stuff that isn't taught that's learned and it takes time to learn those things that's why i'm not counting rj out that's why i'm not counting like whatever happened to zion we know he's still probably the number one pick but i'm saying like it takes time for some of those things and that's the coin flip you take as like a duke or like a kentucky because all your niggas are one and dones, you know, <laughs> because you have so many five people on the fucking team. Bro, they had so many turnovers you could really just equate to being mm-hmm. young. Because you see the shit, even when, well, it's usually these one and done players, though, because, like, these young NBA superstars, like, the, you know. Like, they counted out, once again, like, an Ingram, like, and all these players, even the NBA side, Like, because all these, all like these players that go, like, top 10, whatever, that get drafted, they still even go through their turnover woes. Like, even if they're very good players who, in, like, three, four years, start showing, like, oh, like, we really do this shit, you know. Like, it's just one of those things you have to give time. And what is three or four years, three years in the NBA with one year of college? That's a four year uh, college player. You know what, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, like D Russ just took over a city and took over a city and became an all star. And he's 21, 22. No, isn't he 23, maybe? He, I think he's one year older than me. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's like 22, 23. Like, when he was 19 and in the NBA, people were like, Oh, he's trash, bro. He might have flopped. Like, it, it ain't it. Brandon Ingram, they're calling a piece of trash. This nigga, 22 now. Oh, he's balling out of control. He really might be the next kid. You have to let people mature. It's like, give him know? a second. And so now there's a lot of these players, though, that are at the level that they've matured, mm-hmm. you know, mentally and physically. Devin Booker with all these back-to-back 50-point games. but Come on now. And so these 22, 23, even, like, later-year-olds that are still in the NCAA tournament, things mm-hmm. of that nature, they're gonna, they've done this before. They've been here. You know, Zion hasn't. RJ hasn't. Cam hasn't. You know? Like, I don't... I- I don't know dudes. Uh, I'm trying to make sure I get dude's name on um, Michigan State correct. Uh, yeah, Kenny Goins. He was a fifth-year player who's was starting his Masters. And I'm not going to lie, that was a polished, very cool, under-pressure type of guy. He hit a big three on Zion, bro. A big three to fucking bro, get them to lead. At this point, bro, I've been here before. Cool, calm, and belected. Like, <laughs> they're not even tripping. But... I mean, other than NCAA March Madness being hella exciting and the Titans finally falling, um, to be real with you, once again, I'm still sticking to my guns. Michigan State or Auburn is going to win it all <laughs> at this point. If I had to choose one of the two teams with how polished Michigan State was looking last night, but Auburn put up points, boy. Yeah. Like, really, I'm, I'm going to hate myself for doing it. No, I'm not going to go against my guns. I'm going to call Michigan State taking it all. I'm not um, making any predictions yet, so... 
if you guys want to see predictions, check out the Twitter account because we're going to have to wait to hold on that one. <laughs> but I guess that's all I got to say on March Madness. You got anything to say? Uh, no, that's it. I'm just excited to see how the rest of the tourney plays out. And I guess um, the next topic that we're going to talk about is this moment that I saw on the pull-up with Joe Budden. He was sitting with Tiana Taylor. Tiana, as y'all know, is one of my favorite R&B artists, period. She had the best year. She could have potentially had the best year for R&B last year if the label did not put out a seven-song fucking album after we deserved, like, 14 from this girl. We deserved 12 to 15, 12 to 14. But, but <laughs> that being said... He was sitting down talking to her. You know, it was a really good discussion. I enjoyed the pull-ups. So if y'all haven't checked those out, definitely go check out the Joe Budden pull-ups. But one thing she said really got to me. Joe was talking about how he thinks it's a really good time to be a woman right now in the music industry. Because it is, you know. It seems like women are really killing shit. They're, they're, really they're, they're finally getting their They're finally getting their dudes. And then Tiana simply replied, oh. left up to interpretation, they finally see us. And that moment really got to me because of the fact that I really sat back and thought to old generations, whether it be like in the pop world, I'm not going to call these people R&B, they were pop artists, but anyways, like a Pink or like a Gwen Stefani, you know, yeah. or like an Avril Lavigne even, or like a Britney Spears, you know what I'm saying? Like, and then we go even like the Pussycat Dolls, and then we go even back when we go into hip hop, we're talking about like an Eve, like a Missy Elliott, like a Lil Kim, like a jo like a Rod Digger, like we're talking about like a fucking Remy Ma, like I can go on and on. I've always showed man lo mad love for women in these industries and one thing in the back of my head has been damn i wish that more women were up to these talent levels you know what i'm saying like more more women were out here so i'd have more more of a scope of women to listen to and it wasn't just always men yeah. right but then what tiana said what they finally see us it made me think that maybe we just view women some type of way so much, you know, as a society mm -hmm. that it took to the point of like an Instagram and like a YouTube where you can't deny talent. You know what I'm saying? Like if it's there and you put it out, eventually you will be seen. Like mm -hmm. people can't hold you back anymore. If you can sing, keep posting those singing videos. It's going to catch one. Yeah, you know it does, it's not like you have to go through specific channels and like those people dictate whether or not you make it and have you, they're not if, even giving it to women. For sure. And if you can rap, put it up, it's going to be seen. So it made me think, damn, First, it made me think like a corny nigga I am about my sisters and how I pr how happy I am that we're in an age where they can get a better shot because, you know what I'm saying, we're, we're in a better age for them. Mm -hmm. And then it made me think, damn, what if me saying, what if there were more women, but there really were all of those talented women out there that weren't known, weren't found, and we just didn't have them in the public eye because of the fact that they were women and being held down at that time that kind of fucked me up a little bit no i get that and i mean my corny ass though i'm not gonna lie i like to look at everything in kind of like a positive light because i know there's so much negativity in the world there's so much bad stuff that happens but for all the negative all the bad stuff there's usually a positive outlook to it and the positive outlook i took on these years of women not getting their due or their recognition in these industries such as like the music industry uh entertainment like whatever it is so may so be i know right now we're focused on like rap and hip-hop there's a positive side to that because they kept it pushing they kept doing what they love to do regardless of knowing that that probably wasn't going to amount to um what their male I guess the counterparts or like colleagues were going to be getting out of the same situation, but they knew they had a love for what they were doing and they just kept it pushing and kept being role models locally for um, other women or girls that could see what they were doing and were interested in the same thing. And that's all what that's the most important thing. If you're actually like doing a craft or if you're actually putting out something cool, the, the recognition uh, is nice, you know, but it's like winning a Grammy, like none of that shit really matters, you know, it's all about paving the way for individuals who look up to you and love doing the same things that you do. So they could have a chance to do that and do it better than you had the chance to before. Because again, there were people that you looked up to that were doing the same shit for you. So it's all about leaving it, leaving everything on the line for the next generation and keeping sticking to your guns and um, having integrity in what you like to do and not switching up just because of like, you know, the money's not there, the exposure's not there. It's like, fuck it, I'm going to do what I want. And that's crazy to me just because like, damn, women have really, women, one, I think 
I know I know everyone's gonna be like, oh, he always makes things a race thing, blah 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 blah. But one, I think women are way stronger than men in general. But two, I feel like black women, because most of these industries and the things we're talking about right now are spearheaded by black women, right? And so are the strongest beings on this planet, man. It's just like it's nuts. I mean, I was raised by a strong black woman myself. You know, Shout seeing, out. seeing what my mom did. My mom put the whole team on on her back like multiple times like way more times than one she was really really carrying a whole household especially when my dad was going through pharmacy school back in the day but just seeing the fact that women it's a mindset that we all learn later in life as men you know mm-hmm. usually the like keep your head down sacrifice. keep working sacrifice and do it women have to learn that so early because they know what they're stacked against you know what i'm saying they know what the odds are and just so they can keep inspiring the other women to do it themselves. Because if a, if a woman didn't decide that she's probably not going to make any money, she's probably not going to be known, she's probably not going to be seen, and but still say, I love this and I'm going to do it for the next woman. If they didn't decide to do that, we may not have like a Tierra Whack. Mm-hmm. You know, we may not have like a Rhapsody. You may not, we not have, have no like name. a fucking no name. You know what I'm saying? We may not have all of these wonderful artists like a Melly. You know what I'm saying? We may not have a Nikki. Like Nikki, like just be real. That's a legend too. And so like, there are so many. A man, all industries though, because fuck just like music. Honestly, like Vashti, like seeing that shit too. Mm-hmm. Like you see, you have people in all these different areas. Like, like Whoopi, you feel me? You know what I'm saying? Like really, Joe's like what Oprah did. Like there's just so. I'm not going to go into too much of a spiel right now because I'm already starting to get emotional and I still need to talk about the Snipsy Hustle stuff. But really, shouts out to women, man. Like, really, really, really shouts out to women. I did want to go and say something, though, because you mentioned it earlier to where I don't want to, like, drive off this too much. You know how, like, recently I've been trying to discipline myself and develop more of that, like, by any means, like, failure is not an option. I'm going to accomplish whatever I want to. Nothing's going to stop me because as long as I believe I can and put towards the work, there's nothing that can really make me cave unless I just give in. And developing that Mamba mentality, like, 100%, not just some days here and there, like, throughout every day. And I was talking to mom about it, you know, and I was telling her, like, people like Kobe, people like Bruce Lee, whatever, and then it's funny because after all was said and done, she was like, man, honestly, that's dope. I'm happy that you're like finding that. But I've been doing that for your whole life. You know what I'm saying? Your grandma's been doing that for our whole lives. Like there's people that have been doing this since you were conceived. And I was like, really? I set aside because it's family and we always like write off family in a sense because we're so familiar with them. But like that's some real shit. Like there's been plenty of strong black women that we've seen in front of us doing this for our whole lives so really shout out at the end of the day and so just speaking of strong people strong spearheads legends father a brother a son you know one of the number one people in this music shit talent wise one of the number one people on this planet fuck this music shit just mentality wise vision wise this was a point one percent you don't find this everywhere Nipsey Hussle was shot in front of his marathon store yesterday and passed away. He was taken way too early. That was one of the rare forms on this planet of a black superhero. And I'm not going to lie to you, that shit really, really fucked me up yesterday because this is somebody I've been looking up to for the better part of a decade. Just seeing his story, seeing the way he talks, seeing how he controls himself, you know, like how he... He just uh, gives himself to the world. He's been giving himself to the world like a revolutionary since his since his inception, you know, into this shit. Mm-hmm. Like, he really has been putting us on game since the beginning. Like, I remember one of his lines being, like, 18, nobody knew had property in Atlanta. You know, this is an 18-year-old from the hood, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, struggling. And most of the time, when you first see money, you're getting your chains, you're getting your whips, you know what I'm saying? You're getting your clothes, you're balling out. And this man is already, he's been investing since he, since he started. He's been trying to buy up his neighborhood. Most people like to move out of their neighborhoods because they say there's nothing for them there. You know, there's nothing but violence. There's nothing but, you know, just a mentality you don't want to see. But that's institutionalized. That's been 
put upon us for hundreds of years. You it's know selfish. And so he's one of those people, one of the rare examples, like a slim thug as well, that's doing this, like a hove's doing this, you know, that has been like, no, I'm not going to leave my community. I'm going to keep putting money into my community. I'm going to keep supporting my community because if I build them up, they can do anything. He has tech programs, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like trying to start the next STEM superstar so that Crenshaw and Slauson could be the next fucking Silicon Valley one day. You know, like this man has been preaching about our people, preaching about our women, preaching about like how we should conduct ourselves, you know, just to better our own communities. And it always seems to be when one of our one of the good ones, you know what I'm saying? Like, one of the people that really have this 1% mentality, like, this, you never fucking find this. Like, so many people talk this talk, but they don't walk that walk, you know? Like, Jay-Z, for instance, is another example I keep coming back to, and that's because all of these charitable acts people bring up about Jay-Z, you almost see them once a month now. They're always brought up from, like, a media outlet or somebody that found the information leaked. So we can only imagine how much he's really doing because this nigga don't like to talk about it. He doesn't like to tell you all the people in Houston he donated to. He doesn't like to tell you all of the black people around the United States bail he posts, you know, every day because of the fact that it's corny at that point. He doesn't do it for fame. He doesn't do it for recognition and notoriety. He, Beyonce and Jay-Z, they donate to all these foundations under different pseudonyms, under other companies, you know, just trying to really uplift community because we're all we fucking got on this planet. Like, that's something that it's taken me a while to really realize. And Nipsey Hussle was one of those people that kept, mm-hmm. you know, portraying that shit. But we really are all we fucking have. He tweeted something ironically earlier that, earlier like the day before no the earlier in the day that he passed which i'll pull up here in a second but it was about his own it was about his enemies right yeah and let me go ahead and pull this up for everybody to see he said having strong enemies is a blessing because when you have strong enemies whether it be the government whether it be white people as a whole and no and we're not saying white people are enemies no like anybody that hears something like that and takes offense probably is a part of the problem i'm talking about let's just call it racist people bigoted people we'll take away race from there all right but when you have people that are stronger than you trying to hold you down you have to consider that a blessing you know why because you pose a threat you have an opportunity to, to change evolve, something yeah. you know what i'm saying that means you have to evolve you have to get better you have to get bigger you have to do better yourself and keep pushing that positivity because the second that you get on their radar and you are a threat and you are an enemy just know anybody of any marginalized community whether that be lgbt whether that be women whether that be people of color if you are preaching things that directly contradict how they want you to be because they want to control you then you become a threat and I'm not saying no fucking tinfoil shit. I'm not saying I know exactly what happened in this Nipsey Hustle situation. It just comes off mad fishy out of somebody that's been in this game for a decade and have one chain snatched and been shot at once, been a crip his whole life, been proclaiming that shit and talking about his cribbing, hanging out with bloods and all of them, you know, when it comes to YG and just making peace, no violence. But the second he's making a documentary trying to push good, the second he gets his biggest year trying to push good something happens to him you know man and it's it's corny because we see this happening to so many individuals it sucks that it had to happen this way in a life lost and i don't want to really like directly link these but like the savage shit you know what i'm saying you see these with so many people that are finally like you know starting to make a positive change and like just give back to the community but they're getting uh taken or they're getting hurt and I don't want to stay on it like that because at the end of the day, that's a loss to the community. That's lost to family, friends, everybody. And let me actually, let me go ahead and wrap up what I was saying yeah. here. And then I'm a, I want you to preach to yeah, these yeah. people what you said to me yesterday, if you can remember that. All right. Because that definitely is the best way to look at this. One is revolutionaries aren't afraid to die. This man, he had that revolutionary one in a billion mentality. You know, mm-hmm. he's been spreading this stuff. He's, he's not a dumb individual. I'm sure he knew he had a target on his back. That's why he was moving and working how he was moving. So I want to say RIP to a legend. RIP to one of my idols and one of the people, one of the few people I looked up to on this planet 
Because it almost seems like every day as I get older, the less and less people are on that list because you start to see through the fog with a lot of these people, right? Mm-hmm. But that's one person that stayed true. So RIP to a legend, RIP to one of my idols, RIP to one of those people that really was doing nothing but pushing positive in a community. This was a black superhero and he will be thoroughly missed. Now, as go, let him know. So I'm not even going to pretend to act like I'm going to remember exactly what I told you yesterday, but... My outlook on this is basically the celebration. Yeah, definitely. Like at the end of the day, I've had to come to terms with death recently in this last year, more so than I ever had before. Um, Because I haven't had we we don't even live next to a lot of our family because a lot of our family members live in Africa. So while there's deaths in the family that happen, it's kind of detached from it or distant and harder to like process. And now seeing like people I know die, going to my first funeral, I haven't even been to a wedding, you know, like it's starting to make it more apparent on like the cycles of life and death. And so my outlook now when people die is even if they're taken too soon, that's all subjective. And I tend to start thinking more now, like, fuck the death aspect. Like these these people lived lives. Let's celebrate the life they lived and the legacy they want to leave behind. Because at the end of the day, everybody's going to die. Like whether you want to accept it or no, we're all going to croak at some point. And some people take that as a I'm going to enjoy my life to the fullest. Fuck everybody. And I'm going to just make sure that I'm good and I'm comfortable until I pass and I'll figure out the rest after that. And then you have individuals like Nipsey while they're alive that are thinking, okay, I'm going to die at one point or I'm going to croak. I'm going to be out of here. But in the meantime, there's going to be one opportunity I, I have to live on forever. And that's going to be through the really the only thing I think is actually important. That's going to be my legacy on how I affect other people and what I leave behind for my community in the world. And that's when you have these individuals that are making these positive changes, trying to better and selflessly giving themselves for the sake of community that will be able to thrive and live on past their lifetime. Like I was watching a video and uh, it was him going through, I guess, a bunch of his different businesses, right? And so he was talking on like a clothes, I think it was a clothing store they had for like the brand. American. And he was like, I want this to li- outlive me. I want this to be generational. I want my kids to have this. I want the um, upcoming artists and whatnot to be able to work here. I want the community to kind of take from that. He wanted this to outlive him and give back and essentially just be that positive change that he wanted to see in the world way past his death because that's all that matters the living and the the integrity you have to your morals and your values and what you do is the only thing that matters so fuck the death aspect because it's going to come and reach us all but it's how are you going to live today and so it's cool seeing that because i know like chuka you even said it too like when you are a revolutionary type of person, and I know some people only equate those kind of words with individuals like an MLK, like a Gandhi, like some grand, like, this is undeniable history book type of things. And But I'm saying, like, when you're a revolutionary and you're trying to change the state of being and um, make a change, you, those kind of individuals don't usually live to see their full life, you know, play out. And so you kind of accept those things earlier on and start to view life a little differently. And I'm sure he already did. So my mind towards like him being taken early it's it's fucked and it sucks but he's probably thinking man fuck all of that like i lived i still did shit and i have the pieces in motion that i wanted to i wanted to see play out so i'm not tripping on any of that because you know like the world the world and community will keep that legacy going and that's a legacy that's for real gonna live forever and i can't wait to i hope and pray that I'm alive in 20 years, you know, you never know about tomorrow, but I hope and pray that I'm alive in 20 years to see that young person that this just erupted the flame inside of, you know what I'm saying? That all of the stuff that Nipsey's been pushing has erupted the flame inside of, you know, mm-hmm. that person that gets born and starts to remember a Nipsey hustle, like we remember some of the black revolutionaries, you know, and some of those people on the planet that have changed things for us. I can't wait to see that tech giant. Mm-hmm. That reps Crenshaw and Slauson, and all of a sudden they're you know? they're asking like, "Who are your inspirations?" You know what I'm saying? You're throwing I out these ways to see that because just I I had to let you talk for a second because I was getting a bit emotional. I'm not gonna lie to you, like I had to cool out for a second there, but I can't wait to shed a tear to that. You know, that'll be the next time Bro, I shed a tear on this situation. <laughs> that shit's I, beautiful. I can't because that is gorgeous and that is the beauty of life. You know, but we're running a little slim on time right now, just because I definitely gotta get back to school or whatever and this was our small window today i know that's weird but do you have anything else to say uh i honestly 
I don't usually like to go off with like messages like these, I guess, corny messages, whatever. You can take them how you will. But I just want people to understand as you're going about your life and how you're living like day to day, there's only one thing that really matter out here. And it's uh, pushing an agenda of love and trying to uplift our community. I know after uh, late early, I mean, adolescence into becoming young adults, we tend to form this. It's all about me mindset and this. I'm going to get mine by any means. Fuck anybody else. If that means I got to hurt, extort, like whatever to people like, no, let's let's dead that mindset right now. And let's dead that shit. The only thing that matters is pushing a positivity and advancing our communities and pushing love. And that's all all I want the viewers and listeners to take out of this. And you know what? That's beautiful for sure. R.I.P. to Nipsey Hussle once again. This whole podcast is dedicated to that man. Shout out to all of his loved ones. Shout out to his family. Shout out to everybody grieving on any side of this, you know. Stream um, the music. I saw that uh, he had 100% rights to the masters and everything. So his family's going to get the proceeds. Yeah, let his kids take care eat. Of things. Let his kids eat. We're going to keep. No, but the thing is, we don't even need to just say that. His legacy is going to keep going. Like, this is something deeper than rap. Way deeper than rap. Yeah. But once again, my prayers are out to all of y'all. One love. I'm Chuka Offer. I'm Ezigo Offer. And this and is the Off Space. space.